Dads out there, all our moms, you are listening to episode 111 of the Fade You podcast. We are recording on Tuesday, January 4th, 2022 now, dads. We are on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Tell all your friends. Check out the Twitter spaces we do. Try to get more uh, listener and follower engagement. That's our New Year's resolution. Speaking of which, Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Matthew James. I've got four other dads with me to ring in another year of Fade You in 2022. Chris, Happy New Year, you smelly idiot. How's it going? Happy New Year. It's going great. Finally, Fade Den's up like 11.8 units to start the year. Fucking bowl season's done besides the COVID infested one tonight and the natty and uh, we got the last week of pros which is always funky and fun to see who's fucking gonna play hard when their game is meaningless and who's gonna flounder when they need to make it to the playoffs gotta love it yeah Joe Chris is right fade den plus 11 units last few days Uh, good thing we were only down 50 in the month of December Right. Yeah. It's got a long fucking way to go, but yeah, it's uh, looking in the right direction, but God damn, we need like two months of just epic shit and uh, hopefully dental fire as much NBA as NFL because otherwise we're never going to get those units back. That's right. Neil, how was New Year's with the family? Kids were asleep by 10. Uh, They struggled. They tried to do everything that they could uh, to stay up. Dad was drunk by like 11 a.m. Um, I think I took like a four-hour nap. That was the only way I was making it till midnight, which shout out to Big Nelly, I did. <laughs> Kyle, it's not easy it? when you're a dad. It's not easy when you're a dad. And uh, Kmart, you're, you're going to be an actual dad here in, in less than a month. You make yeah. it till midnight, big boy? Didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> it was 10.30. The wife was battling, I don't know what some sickness and she was like i'm tired i'm like close enough for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's outstanding love it all right we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about today um we're back to two shows a week we'll be doing that it kind of probably through maybe through the nfl playoffs like chris alluded to bowls are mercifully ending so that's one less thing to worry about but we will start talking a little more college basketball maybe we've got other stuff going on a lot of special show chris we have we got adam coming later this week yeah we got top flight confirmed for thursday i know he's batting a little battling the covid around new year's so uh, i think he's better now though and uh, firing some winners so we'll see what he's looking forward to uh in january yeah so we'll have a special episode with him coming up Talk to him about the NFL playoffs. Talk to him about his uh, his survivor entry that, that made it pretty far in the Circa Survivor. I think going into week 18, there's five guys left for six mil. Uh, that should be interesting to keep an eye on. So we'll talk to Adam later this week. But today we, we want to start with Den. Chris alluded to it a little bit. Changing things up a little bit here in 2022. 
Uh, we're no longer going to post on Twitter every time Dennis fires a bet because it's pretty much impossible to keep up with. Uh, but now that football season's ending, Chris, it's, it's a little bit easier. He's not firing every two hours with every other bowl game. So talk about the telegram, tell people how we're going to do that. And, uh, and hopefully what to expect from Dennis in January as we start to turn it around. Yeah. So as he texts me, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, immediately forward it to everybody in the, in the telegram. I know I've gotten a lot more followers on telegram. So everybody's transitioning. It's just an easier process. And, uh, you know, we'll still be posting his plays on the Google doc and you'll know his results, um, whether he's hot or cold, you can ride or fade as you will. And, uh, I'm hoping, uh, this continues this trend. He's been firing faves and, and over still. And he's, you know, actually amazingly, he fired an under uh, on the most over bowl game ever uh, in the Rose bowl. And uh, we cashed that easily fading him. So like we say, sometimes you got to run from him. He's on or a dog or an under. So Vikings, uh, uh, Vikings Sunday night, man. Too. Right. Yeah. There you go. Fuck. He's on a dog and the Packer gets, gets cute and, and you know, Packers rape. So yeah, we're hoping he uh, has a really bad um, natty, and we hope he has a bad NFL playoffs. And uh, he does like to fire. I've been with him actually to the South Point during March Madness, so I know he'll fire a lot of college basketball in the next couple months. And he does like NBA too. So hopefully we can, uh, like Joe said, just rewrite this course and get a bunch back here. Chris, people should expect once the NFL playoffs start, he'll be on basically every game, right? Yeah, since they spread them out, you know, uh, you got your 130s and your 330s and 730s. He'll always fire those. So, yeah, we'll we'll be posting and uh, stay tuned. It's nice. You won't have, you know, 10, 10 a.m. games and four, one, 1 p.m.s and all that in the Sunday night. But definitely he'll be on all of them. There's two on Saturday this week i'm sure he'll touch both those and then all the ones on sunday to finish out so i'm looking forward to see where he's at with the playoffs and chris last thing on den we sure are glad that bowl season is just about over i mean what a shit show dennis he would just he would see which team is missing guys and he would consistently get the worst number but he just it seemed like he won so many of those with a two and oh or a three and oh just betting against the team with opt-outs and COVID guys out. And I, I sure am glad that this shit is all but done. Yeah, it's interesting. He hasn't texted me yet today. I've texted him and said, fuck the Browns, you know, because he was on the Browns last night and Steelers raped. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know if he'll touch this Kansas State LSU game with all these, you know, 30-something missing for, for LSU. So we'll see. And uh, we'll see what he's going to do in the natty. At first, he says, I text him who you like. He says Bama for now. I think that's the general feeling. Everyone says got to ride Saban. Saban as a dog. That's the general public. They don't like to fit him. So we'll see if we're going to be on the Bulldogs in the revenge game. Well, let's move to that. I mean, Neil, you kind of started a thread the other day, right, about the national championship game. And I think you had posted something about Saban. I did. That was, you know, as soon as it opened. Bama opens at plus 125, uh, three-point dog, and I laid it. I took it the plus 125 immediately. Um, and, yeah, the picture was basically just, like, are you really going to fade this guy being Nick Saban in the month of January? It, I mean, it's like fading Belichick. It's 
can't imagine it's profitable. Um, but I so I took it as soon as it opened. We'll see if it gets back to middle. It's just hanging out right at three. So it'll be interesting to see with a line movement if a lot of public steam comes in. I do think probably Bama White might be on the public that side. But but then again, you have all this. I think there's there's no Bama love. Like every Bama's a hated team. So I could see, you know, a lot of public betters out there firing Georgia, just hoping, you know, someone takes down Bama. Joe, do you have a differential on this? Am I seeing this right? That this opened at two and a half and it's now three, despite Bama having about 75% of the bets. Give me just a second here. I'll pull it up. But one more thing too: Saban four and O against Kirby smart too. I think that's a narrative that a lot of people are, while a lot of people are going to fire Alabama as the square side, but who knows, man? The square dog. Chris loves those. So, but yeah, right now, uh, bet percentage seventy four percent on Bama, but forty two percent of the money. So, uh, you know, larger guys, larger betters are firing on Georgia Bulldogs right now. But these will change a lot. Yeah. Like Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy Vaccaro was saying on the other two playoff games, they only took in about ten percent of the money prior to the day of the games. So they changed so much prior to game time he said 90 to 95 percent of the money came in within hours of kickoff so i'm gonna guarantee that's the same thing here that's a great point to take some of the betting percentage stuff and with a little bit of a grain of salt on these big games i mean people are gonna fire all nfl sunday and then they'll come in and decide oh i don't have monday night football i guess i'll bet on the national championship and and a lot of that handle is going to come in on monday kyle do you have a side you like in the national championship game? Georgia, baby. Somebody else? Someone new, just not Bama? No, no. I mean, since week two, I mean, my grandpa and I were both just could not wait for that Georgia-Alabama game. And then what happened happened. And I don't know, after what, what was that, Friday? I texted him, like, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm going back with them. Because I, I just think Alabama had a lot more to play for. They had to win to get in. And I don't know. Georgia, that was eye test. That was the worst game I've seen them play all year. Granted, half their schedule is is debatable. But, you know, they, they did what I kind of thought they would do last week. So I'm, I'm feeling confident. And hopefully, uh, you know, they're not up. 20 points again and blow it. Chris, you think Ben will touch the toll or you think he'll just leave that alone? Yeah, it looks, what is it, like 51 and a half? It looks a little low. We'll see. I know he he took the over in the Bama game against Cincy and that lost. Uh, he probably was expecting Bama to roll with more than 20-something points. So uh, we'll see if, he's, if he thinks Georgia's D is going to show up and this will be a you know battle of the trenches not sure yeah they're uh 83 of the bats right now are on the over so but less the 57 percent of the money's on or on of the money is on the under so you know the, these numbers are subject to change but right now it looked like a uh, under bet yeah you know the general public is going to want to fire overs and playoff games and, and national championship games and the super bowl so that's always going to be you know baked in a little bit uh last thing on college football We'll touch on Matt Corral, what happened there, really unfortunate in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, we talked weeks ago uh, with Neil and Kyle about what these games mean, 
who gives a shit all the opt-outs. And of course you have a really high profile player who has uh, some pretty high draft stock get hurt. And the Twitter debate ensues. You know, you have people like Kirk Herbstreit getting on their soapbox talking about how kids don't love the game anymore and don't want to play. And it's like, all right, Kirk, you're making, you know, seven figures. Easy for you to say when you don't have all this shit at stake. Anybody got a take on Corral and just where this debate is going to go? Should guys play? Should they not play? I guess we have to wait and see what happens with him in the first round of the draft and how far he ends up falling because of this injury. Anybody got anything on this? Go ahead, Neil. I, mean, I, was, no, gonna, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'd argue that, you know, you know, these quarterbacks, you know, Corral was debatable that he was going to be the number one quarterback selected. So, I mean, there's a good chance that's why he wanted to be out there as well as, you know, it's not a meaningless bowl game. It's the all state sugar bowl. You know, I, I mean, I'd hope most kids would want to play in that. And if if you don't want to, it's, you know, just the whole question of why, why did you choose this school? What are you playing for? I get, you know, I get the NFL stock and everything and not wanting to get injured. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like if you look back 20 years from now, you're probably going to wish you played in that game. I mean, could you imagine, you know, some of these Ohio State receivers not playing in that electric Rose Bowl? I mean, for a Big Ten or Pac-12 school, that's why you go to those schools, you know, that before all this stuff changed, and I kind of already spoke on this, but that's what you play for is the Rose Bowl. Well, yeah, a couple wide receivers from uh, the Buckeyes didn't play in the Rose Bowl. I think two of them because of their NFL stock. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Isn't it easy for us to say though? I mean, we're not the ones with we're not the ones with millions at stake in in long-term NFL careers. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I mean, I think as fans we kind of romanticize college football a little bit where for us, yeah, that would be the coolest shit in the world, but for these guys it's I don't know. I think it's different when you have so much at stake and these guys want to have 20-year NFL careers and is it worth average is career worth? is four and a half years? Right. And, and Matt, my take, my take, Matt, was going to be a Herb Street. I shut up. No one listened to, to Herb Street. He's an ESPN talking head. And ESPN, his whole goal is to have the best talent out on the field so that people want to tune in and watch. Right. So it's completely financial for anyone in ESPN to say, oh, these guys should play, blah, blah, blah. The second part is, then if you want to play, give them more than a fucking $550 swag bag, right, for showing up that no, that none of them cared about, right? Matt, that guy behind you made like $2.5 million last night throwing for 124 yards. That's <laughs> disgusting, right? And the kid, you know, and, that, and Smith and Jigba, you know, catches 800 yards and gets a $500 swag bag of probably something that he doesn't want anyways, like if you want people to play, you're somebody's making so much money on these bowl games, and these kids don't make anything. Make it financially incentive incentivized for them to go out and play in a bowl game. That's my thing. I don't know if a financial financial incentive would make them want to play more. I mean, a six figure, seven figure contract in NFL is going to be not com- comparable to even if they gave them ten grand. You know, I mean, yeah, it'd be good then, but um, I think it's more. I don't 
I don't think it's right or wrong to play in the games. Honestly, I think it's a case by case basis. It's on them. I don't, you know, you can argue it either way. I just, you know, if the kid doesn't want to play and doesn't want to risk it, that's fine. If a guy like Matt Corral said, fuck it, I'm going to go out there with my teammates and play. That's fine too. I think that's just more of a, a character deal than anything. You know, it shows that he really gives a shit, but you know, other than that, I'm cool with either way. It's as a sports fan, obviously I'd want to watch him play. We want to see the best talent, but you know, as financially, I can see it either way. I'm not going to get emotional about it. Yeah, and I also, I and I, I'm Joe. I'm with you that I don't really care. I like I, you know, if the guys want to sit out and go for, for the NFL. Absolutely, do do what you do. I almost have more of a bigger problem with like guys pulling out. You know, entering the transfer portal. Also, now so now you you're combating two things, right? Regular season ends and you enter the transfer portal right away. So you're not playing, you know, for your team and you've got to deal with people opting out more and more. So there's two problems that they got to fix here relatively quickly. For sure. And this could this could honestly be the death of like the dog shit potato bowl, because those teams, even if they have two star players, you know, they're not going to fucking play in them. They're going to say, fuck that shit. I'll play it. Go to the NFL and we're just going to watch dog shit football. But, you know, that's the future of what it's looking like unless something else changes. Yeah, and I, what we've been kind of harping on for the whole month is all these bowl games are meaningless you know jody your potato bowl what, whatever it is the only way you get players to care is to make bowls mean something again because there's so many stupid meaningless bowl games so i understand it's all about money but you know the kids don't care about that to the well, swag bag case my point is, I think kids that aren't NFL prospects that are just on a playing their last game of college football, they're going to be motivated and want to play in those games and win them because that's the last time they're going to strap up. But oh, for anybody sure. in the NFL, the elite, ta- the elite talent guys, they're not going to fucking go play in those anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can debate that. I mean, fuck Joe. If you and I played in college football, like we probably wouldn't be touching the NFL. We would definitely give a shit, you know, our last game in our jerseys. But that's. I don't, that's never been what I've debated. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They got a lot to, to look at here. And Neil, you alluded to the transfer portal. I saw it. God, the old timers, they fucking hate the transfer portal. I think I saw Tubby Smith. I don't even know how old that guy is now talking about 800 players in the transfer portal. And, and, and back in my day, if I told my dad I didn't like where I was, he'd say, shut the fuck up and go play and all this stuff. So, Lots to work out uh, in college and the NCAA for sure. Let's cut to a break. We want to talk a little bit of NFL Week 17 and everything we saw happen. We want to talk about Antonio Brown. We want to talk about fracking to cover the spread. Ben Roethlisberger's home finale, riding off into the sunset and, and some QB stat lines that were just ghastly. So we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. All right, before we get to week 17, I guess we can kind of make this part of week 17. Uh, Kyle, your Cincinnati Bengals win the AFC North, and I can still remember on our podcast leading up to the NFL draft talking about the Bengals need to draft Penny Sewell. They need to they need to protect this investment, this quarterback, and, and I think, Neil, was it you that just – you were beside yourself that they drafted the sparkly wide receiver instead. And Kyle, I got to hand it to you. You were, you were all Bengals all off season. You said they were going to go over their win total. They were going to make the playoffs. And we laughed. I laughed. I said, Nope, 
this coach is a dope. They're a year away. I'll let you take your victory lap. Yeah, I mean, that preseason pod was pretty fun. I have to go back and listen to it because I feel like, you know, it, it kind of got going. I was just looking, oh, well, look at them to make the playoffs. Well, if they do that, why not win the North? So I just started making all these stupid bets just as a the odds. But, you know, Joe has been fading Big Ben all year. And last season, 13-0, and I said it's the worst 13-0 and team I've ever seen. So you knew they weren't going to be super good. Baltimore – is a Lamar, a Lamar Jackson away from, you know, being a 11-win team or an 8-win team. So it was really, well, what's Cleveland going to be? Because, you know, you saw the pieces in Cincinnati, what they brought in, what they're trying to do. And, you know, if they can find a way to win those close games, they did it. So it, I don't know. It, I don't want to say it was easy, but I, I don't know. I like trying to find – that team that can surprise everyone every year. And I guess I got lucky this year. So love the Bengals. I love Burrow. My wife got me a Joe Burrow Jersey for Christmas. So let the full fandom begin because I am all about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be even more insufferable now than it has oh, been. Probably. Oh yeah, my got God. The black Jersey with the stripes. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I grew up loving tigers. So it, it, it kind of fits. And it's also a little blasphemous since I'm a diehard Niner fan. <laughs> Jesus. So, Neil, what's the lesson here when you look at a team like the Bengals that, like Kyle said, is the surprise team along with Arizona, probably the surprise team of the year when you're looking at futures in the offseason, when you're looking at division odds? What's the takeaway here? I think this is going to be your uh, first to work. This is a, just another year of having a first to worst, right? So I think it was uh, – the last nine years or something in the NFL, there has been a team to finish last in their division the previous year who finishes first in their division the next year. And I think, right, the Bengals fit, fit that bill or was – no, I think that that was it, right? Oh, yeah. So you have another first to worst. So I think – I mean, that trend I think is probably pretty likely to continue as, you know, the football is the league of parity and it, you know, no one real, no one ever knows – so, no, kudos, shout out to Kyle. I did not think this offense was going to click um, as well as it has without showing up that offensive line. But Jamar, I mean, Jamar Chase just had an unreal game. And, it, I mean, it's difficult when you have three really good wide receivers. I mean, between Boyd, Higgins, and, and Jamar, it's, it's pretty And mixing in the backfield. And, right, and having mix in. And then, you know, I think you can probably pull a tight end out of anywhere, you know, who can – run the middle of the field when you got those three guys working and they've, they've got a lot clicking right now. And then, you know, it's a funny narrative too. Maybe you guys remember this one. Remember in the preseason, uh, Jamar Chase was having all those fucking drops, drops. and he yeah. said he couldn't do it because <laughs> the, the, the stripes, the stripes <laughs> yeah. weren't on the ball. So it was confusing him, man. I remember seeing that and been like, Oh my God, this guy's going to be a bust and Holy <laughs> shit. That's a fade you narrative. If I've ever heard one. Well, did you Remember that drop two weeks ago when he was breaking away from the corner and it hit him in the hands and then it was a pick? <laughs> yeah. That was like the Charger game. Was that the Charger drops. game? Yeah, or the Niner game? It was the – no, it was a Charger game. Yeah, and I guess the takeaway for me is I, I put a, maybe a little too much into coaching there without realizing that the wide receiver took the offense to the next level. Uh, Joe Mixon stayed healthy, and the quarterback is a winner. 
And I still think the coach is a dope. Like Joe, I was getting to your house the other day as that Kansas city Cincinnati game was ending. I mean, watching Zach Taylor try to manage the end of that game was something else. And I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game, but in terms of surpassing expectations, they were able to overcome what I think is just a a dope of a coach. The commentator didn't even know his name. They called him Zach something else. On uh, Follow the Money this morning, they were talking about Zach Taylor, uh, 40 to 1 to win coach of the year, and one of them's firing it. Coach of the year is kind of a joke. I mean, Matt Nagy's a coach of the year winner, so that tells you all you need to know about that award. It's really just the team, <laughs> the surprise team of the year award. I mean, yeah. I mean, if uh, anything, what Burrow being Mike McCarthy cock. Yeah, Okay, Chris. You want to make the case for McCarthy? <laughs> Did you guys realize yeah, like, that Mike McCarthy is a. Mike McCarthy has a fucking street named after him in Green Bay. Yeah. That's, I think we put a little unbelievable coaches sometimes. I mean, I know Lombardi's making the case for, uh, for Vrabel to, to possibly finish as the number one seed in the AFC when you haven't had Derrick Henry for half the season or Um, Julio and and your rounds missing. So that, I mean, there's, there's some, I mean, Kingsbury's got to be up there if the cards win the NFC. There's West, some so. folks making a case for Joe's boy, Sirianni. Go oh, the, the, <laughs> the flower water? Yeah, I heard that too. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. They looked dead, and then they figured it out. But, I mean, we all know the Eagles aren't going to win that first-round game. Maybe they'll oh. cover the spread, though. Yeah, I, I definitely want to touch on the Eagles. Um, as a playoff team, and holy shit, their strength of schedule. But all right, let's get to some other stuff. Antonio Brown, who's who saw it actually happen in real time? Uh, I mean, I didn't see it in real time. I just kind of saw like commotion going on, flipping back and forth. <laughs> uh, yeah. what what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Like, at, <clears throat> I almost did some kind of posts, but. I didn't want it to come back. Like, I wasn't trying to make fun of mental health, but I could just see, you know, ESPN or whoever saying, oh, get this guy. You could just see the narrative. Oh, get him help. Yeah. And then you look at Antonio Brown, and he's just like, no, fuck them. Like, he's he's perfectly fine. You know, he just, I guess he didn't feel like his ankle was good, didn't want to go in, and he, uh, Randy Moss, 10.0 that. (laughs) He raised that water bottle, and, uh, you know, Impre- impressive man though that is impressive to have a physique like that <laughs> yeah dude I, I mean we will i don't think we'll ever truly know what exactly happened unless it leaks but you know terry bradshaw got in deep shit for saying anything so again I, same thing with me i didn't want to you know piss anybody off but obviously the guy has mental issues and hopefully he can go address that shit because it's a big issue uh, like Brandon marshall said it right you know he said this fucking he's like i was in that dude's shoes and i went and got help and it helped and yeah hopefully ab does the same because we know he's a fucking hell of a wide receiver but at this point i don't think any team's gonna give him another shot well i think a couple things can be true at once right he can have issues that he needs to get help with but he can also be a knucklehead at the same time and i think he's sort of proven that over the course of many years now um for sure. I mean, all that matters is that he produces, and he's he's a he's 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 a good ass wide receiver. It's just, I don't know, man. I think he's done. He's a straight up head case, and I don't know if anybody's gonna help him out with that. How old is Kyle? Do you know how old Antonio Brown is? is he like thirty one. I think he's 
like more like mid thirties. Like is he really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I guess it has been a while. I mean, yeah, I mean it's really been like four years since he was consistently on the football field. God damn, just thirty three. Yeah, he's thirty three years 33. old. Wow. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, unbelievable talent, probably Hall of Fame talent and production, and I mean, full career, his numbers would have been just unbelievable. But right, yeah. I mean, this reminds me of Alden Smith too with the Niners. Yeah. Same kind of shit, just could not get over this mental issue, even yeah. though his came out in a different way. But man, not to say that AB hasn't got his legal issues like Aldon Smith did, but yeah. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, man, to do it publicly like that, it's just that's fucked up. Kyle, I, I think I don't know if, how good this comp is because it's across sports, but almost has like a little bit of Ron Artest in it, right? Like where where an event like that happens and it just goes to a whole nother level for for whatever reason, really talented guy, but clearly. Well, I mean, think, think, think about everything. Not that we've talked about it, but it's, I mean, everyone knows what's gone on with him in the past two, three seasons. Think about everything that's probably going on in his personal world. You know, it's fitting why you can blow up on the sidelines. I mean, I'm one to do it. So be like, yeah. I mean, I'm, not a, I'm not a mental case, but you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be an illness as much as just internal things and just camel that, or the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? How about a couple other things here, Chris, you want to talk about uh, some wind tolls that you played. Uh, you got chiefs under, you also got Jags under um, chiefs under, how about this narrative of fading the Super Bowl loser and Jags under, how about just square shit wins too? Yeah. Chiefs had us sweating. I know a couple of us hammered it at the end, 12 and a half. Looked like it was easy when they were, uh, when they were three and four and then they rattled off a shitload of wins and finally since he knocked them off. So that was a good one. And, uh, the other Jags, you just, I, I mentioned before the season, I just don't see, and a lot of others said, I just don't see this team going from a one and 15 team up to like a six, seven win team, just cause of herb, which we know herbs, a disaster. And Lawrence is, uh, really not, uh, panning out to who he, they thought he was going to be as a rookie uh, like Mac Jones. And even they're saying, you know, Zach Wilson, at least the Mo shows some potential, but yeah, so that, that those were two good ones. And um, I always lean on unders too. I mean, just like, you know, Den's always on overs and faves. I lean dogs and unders, even with win totals. And those two came in for us. And uh, a lot of others might too. I mean, if the bills don't win, obviously the bills are going to win this week, but the bills were almost close to going under. So a lot of these teams that had a lot of hype coming into the year uh, didn't get there. So it's good to see. What was Browns? What was Browns? Was that like nine and a half? Ten and a half, 11 and a half. Yeah, I thought that was was high too off off their big season. That one was high. Yeah. That one was high. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. We'll have to spend more time on those next offseason because that win total. What was Niners? Weren't you guys betting Niners when we said fit? Was that nine and a half also? Ten and a half. Wow, yeah, so that's not going to get there. Yeah. I heard a lot of noise about Niners, but I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, what, uh, speaking of Niners, Chris, you want to rant on your boy Kyle Shanahan for, for fracking to cover that closing line on Fade Den? I mean, mm-hmm. Texans, Man. do you want to what, what – what was going through your mind there? 
follow the money just says they're going to be, they're the worst team that's not going to make it or the team that's going to have a chin. Nobody wants to play the Niners. It sucks. They just blow so many games, that Titan game they blew. Um, and then they're they neck and neck with the tech look like, you know, even Kyle was like, take the plus 400 money line on the Texans. They look like <laughs> shit. And uh, they came back and it looked like, I mean, I, every, all of us agree. I mean, how do you not, you get a few yards on first down, get a few yards on second and get it to fourth and one. And how do you not just QB sneak? Because even if you don't get the QB sneak, you're you have them pinned freaking 85 yards and you're up, you know, you're up 13 points. Like what's going to go wrong with with 40 seconds left or whatever it was. So I don't know. I just thought he'd, he'd want to just end it there, not have any of his defenders get hurt in that garbage time because um, there was a lot of plays and Mills got down to the 20. So like you don't need to deal with that. And uh, but fuck him. Fuck Dan. <laughs> or whatever. There it is. Uh, what else happened this week? Last night was pretty epic. Uh, Joe, you want to touch on uh, your boy, Ben Roethlisberger, going out of Heinz Field in a blaze of glory? Yeah, sure. I mean, I only watched like half the game because I fell asleep. So uh, it was that boring. So it's uh, whatever, man. Big Ben, we all know what he is. A big piece of shit. And you can talk about his <laughs> stat line. Yeah, he got a win. That's fucking great. But it wasn't because of him. It was in spite of him. Uh, the quarterback duel here was uh, otherworldly. Neil, I want you to tell me which one is worse. You had Baker, only two interceptions last night, 16 of 38 for 185. Or Big Ben passing for 123 on 46 attempts. Uh, I think from the line, I mean, of the two, I mean, the two picks, you can't throw, you can't throw picks. And that's what Baker does. So, yeah, no, it, it was, so Joe and I both went out, right? We both were on opposite sides. So we both went out and got hookers, right? That's what that felt like. <laughs> Joe reached down, like, I feel gross, but Joe reached down and felt two nuts, I think. Oh, like, no, that's that what. Just- I've That's never what been scared. I've never been scared to fade that fuck. That was just another day in the office for me. He wasn't scared. Okay, so Joe's not scared to get. He's, Joe's not scared or uncomfortable getting a hooker. But he's talking about riding Baker laying points. Riding right. Baker laying points. I, 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 that was that was something I knew I wasn't going to do. Um, lucked out. It was a gross game uh, all around. It was hard to watch. Well, there's no Monday Night Football next week, right? So this was the Monday Night finale. What a way I mean, what a way to go out. It, it was I, – I unfortunately did watch the game, and it was among the worst games I've, I've watched this season. I mean, punt, 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 sack. Chris, didn't the Browns have a, a fourth and 30 at one point, and we were texting about how that's even possible? Dude, so bad. It was bad to watch. And, I mean, finally it picked up a little bit in the second. I was yeah. talking shit to Riley. He – I looked on our account and uh, it was up because, you know, we won on fade Den first half and all this. And uh, our, our buddy uh, top flight had a nice play on Maryland. And I'm like, what are you doing? Fucking betting the over 29 and a half live. These fuckers can't do shit. And he goes, what were you saying after they get a couple? Oh, my God. In the fourth, yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Unreal. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, anybody, any, anything else from week 17, guys? 
I want to save the week 18 stuff for later because we're running a little long. Anything else stood out? Hey, Chris, you going to want to bet the Giants again? Yeah, as or long the- as Fromm's going to pull his cock out this week. Okay. Maybe they'll score or what about three. What about <laughs> Chris firing the fucking Vikings in contest? Yeah, you're such a yeah. stubborn piece of shit. You yeah, just that was yeah. probably the dumbest click of the of the season. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. We all admit it. Kyle knows he's been on the wrong end of that CLV, so whatever. But not a fucking eight well, points CLV at the end. Yeah, no, dude. I've fuck been on the Rogers. right side of all Sucks. the CLV. It's just they've always meant nothing. <laughs> That's why I took the Packers because I was like, well, I'm always here. I might as well lose another one. <laughs> Day, but that one felt like the most obvious, easiest yeah. fucking play of the of the season. Like I, I didn't really even look at the di- at how many people selected them, but it had to have been like three thousand. Joe, tell try to explain to Chris that he will never ever finish in the money in any contest as long as he remains stubborn. And you just have to understand that with with the lines that don't move like this, sometimes there are free spaces, and you need to take them. Yeah, Freck and I had this conversation, man, on our way to play uh, Trump National yesterday, not to brag, but uh, we we're, were talking about how in the contest, like you have to you have to be square sometimes. And Chris will never do that because he's such a stubborn fuck. So, yeah, Chris is going to do well in the contest, but I've he's never going to win one. He's no, you, I no, did you it haven't. Two, week, two years ago. The guys remember Browns were free money when the Jets had. OK, Donald, so you did it like, two years like ago. Push. No, We're no. We're going I into week it. eighteen, Chris. I did it this year. I did it this year. I just <laughs> not often, not often. Joe, yeah, I can I can appreciate the humble brag on the Trump National. Do you want to talk about how you did against Chris? Just to I did. I beat Chris oh, for the first time wow. in eighteen hole. An eighteen hole play. I beat him at a nine hole before, but this was the first time I've beat him over eighteen, and I fucking spanked his ass. What happened? Chris? What are the scores? Not good and not, and not Daddy, as good. <laughs> so, Chris, you terrible. played really, really bad. Were you super fucking drunk or what? Well, yeah. I was drunk, too. I may or may not have had a few beverages on the way to Trump Daddy. I mean, no, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, like, I've, I've seen Chris play once, and, you know, he's, he's not bad. Like, he's got a good swing. He makes very good contact with the ball. That's the only re- reason, Joe. I've never seen you play, so I, I'm. It's just surprising. I'm do no, I'm terrible. Joe man. played like well. He just avoided ed- the doubles and the triples. I, I had an, to tell you, sum it up. I had an eleven on one, so that. that <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he, wow. I'm every bit of like a seventeen handicap. Chris is probably more of like a ten of twelve, and yeah. yeah, I took him down by eight strokes. So that that should wow. show you some. Did um was this the Trump up up in L.A. Yeah, Pacific Palisades. That's it. I couldn't think of that. Yeah, I was supposed to play there, and then my Palace sister got moved. I was pissed. Is it pretty nice? Yeah, yeah one uh, golf co- best golf course in California a couple years ago. So yeah, I'd say it's pretty nice. Two <laughs> quick things. One, Joe's Dees. All right, Joe's Dees. I don't even say I'm Dees. I'd I'd say I'm pretty shitty, but. Uh, <laughs> I just I can I can do it. Daddy can clutch up sometimes. And Chris took an eleven on number one, but I also took a ten on number thirteen. So I don't want to hear fucking one hole you beat me with. Bye. Oh, I thought I thought you took your nine because you didn't see your. No, uh, no I took a ten. Back down the hill. <laughs> I'm Daddy off work was this... a little drunk. Daddy was a little drunk, and 
he gave himself you the benefit of the doubt and gave himself a 10. So that's fine. So I'm off work this week. So I get to see all the texts when they come in and I got, I saw Chris's text about getting an 11 on the first hole and I had a good laugh. So thank you for that, Chris. It's a good start to my week. Uh, all right. We're going to save a lot of this stuff for uh, the next pod. Uh, we want to talk about Chris's uh, his dream. He keeps having of Cooper cup winning the MVP. We'll talk on that later this week. We want to touch on when we talk about picks uh, the Eagles Cowboys backup bowl uh, Cooper rush versus the Minshew. Uh, definitely got to talk Rams Niners. Definitely got to talk Raiders Chargers. We'll get to all that later in uh, when we do our, our next show, probably on Friday. Neil, we haven't talked a lot of college basketball yet, but you have something you like in uh, what is this? The American Conference. This is the good old American. This is the good old American. Yeah, and if uh, you haven't listened, Kyle and I did a little uh, NCAA basketball pod before the season kicked off. Just talked about, a, uh, touched on a few conferences and teams to look at. Um, I'm going to stick by one of the the predictions I made, and this was with Memphis um, out of the American. Uh, I really like this this Memphis team, and I really think that what's happened so far is kind of right in line with what I envisioned happening um, only to say that there's been a overreaction to the market and then something else has happened. So right now you can take Memphis, you can get them plus three twenty to win the American conference tournament. Um, it's something I fired on this. They were plus plus one eighty to tip the season. You know, they've started off slow. They've they're seven and five right now, but in four of their five losses are by a combined 10 points. And then they lost to Iowa State, which Iowa State's beat everybody um, and is 12 and one. Their biggest game that they had was a home game against Alabama. And then they took it to Alabama, beat them by 14. So they're coming along. They've got two, they've got two freshmen, which was sort of my whole handicap was that I think this team's going to be better once we get to the conference tournament than they will to be to start out the season. So A, this line has moved a ton. And so, and then the second part is. Look at this Houston basketball team. Very good. I liked Houston a lot, but they have now lost their top scorer for this season in Marcus Sasser and their number four uh, scorer in Tremont Mark. So both guys of their first 10 games, one of the two of them led the team in scoring in seven of the 10, and both guys are now out for the season. So Houston has now lost their top two guys. They've only played one game. They had a game on Sunday against Temple. They were 12-point favorites. I think they only won the game by five. Um, Shout out to our guys at Turtle Sports. They were all over Temple in that one, um, taking the plus 12. I wanted to sit back and watch and see. I I just think that this Memphis team is going to continue to get better. And now you have this Houston team that is sort of reeling with injuries. And this line has jumped up. You're getting plus 320 for them to win their conference tournament. I think this is a a great play to get plus 300 money. So we'll keep an eye on that one going forward. A couple quick shout outs before we end the show. Got to shout out our, uh, our Raiders money line guy, life force Aldo, Aldo underscore nine one 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 on Twitter. Uh, we talked about picks for NFL Sunday and this guy said Raiders upset. And we all said the fuck. I wish he would have joined our, our Twitter space on Sunday morning and made the case for that, but he nailed it. So congrats. If you're, if you're listening, we wanted to give you the shout out. Also shout out our guy who listened to our Twitter space on Sunday morning, uh, Bill Doink on Twitter, Eagles fan guy. He said he, he wanted our thoughts on what do you guys think of this, this Eagles Washington game and and we said well you tell us what could possibly go wrong and they're down at halftime Joe promises the double s if it lands four 
Neil has minus three and a half in the contest. That was pretty epic. So we got to shout that guy out for hanging out with us on Sunday morning. And, and the fact that that landed four was outstanding. Yeah, that was incredible. And that yeah. those two shots went down real nice. They did. So it was fine. Hundred percent. I, I was already... Eagles and Colts. Perfect. Natural. Raiders and Washington. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Matthew James 78. Now that I'm not doing shit this week, I got some hockey plays lightning up three, nothing in the first period. Let's fucking go. Chris is at hazmat suit 23. Maybe one of these days he'll actually tweet something. You're, t- you're looking at poop every day in NBA, Chris, and you won't fucking tweet anything. So get your shit together. Joe is at Joe underscore knows triple underscore Neil at big Nelly buckets. Neil, maybe you can write up a post on that, that Memphis play too, something brief. And then Kyle is at Kmart's underscore angles. Chris remind everybody what happens when you bet on poop. Like LSU tonight with 40 people down. Cause Den's on Kansas state. We shall see. Sometimes it's poopy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fade you, yeah, 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 yeah. Fade you, fade the fuck out of you.